Hi guys, good morning and welcome back to another episode of Medic Mornings. I'm your host Fiona and today we're going to be talking about professionalism. I am not a medical student, nor a doctor, nor, nor, (laughs) nor any type of medical professional, but I do have a few opinions on this and it is a hot topic in the interview. So sit back, relax and let's talk about it. Let's talk about the reasons why it can be appropriate and sometimes cannot be appropriate. So the first reason is that it humanizes doctors. So we all know about the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, We all know how difficult it was for doctors, for all healthcare professionals to kind of deal with the shortages that COVID-19 has left us with. Like there were staff that were ill, so there's going to be smaller workforce. There's also issues with, you know, medical equipment and drugs being imported and being cancelled and delayed and whatnot. So that kind of showed a different perspective. So it allows the public to kind of peek behind a curtain um, and also kind of makes the TV shows like Grey's Anatomy, Chicago Med seem more mundane and you can actually see the realistic day-to-day things that doctors actually do. And also let's talk about the fact that social media has made it easier for students to get access to pre-medical advice and prospective applicants can actually get in contact with doctors for shadowing opportunities stuff like that second thing about why it's appropriate is i think that it does engage people in public health and policy discussions first off there are so many resources um bbc health i know a lot of medical students that are on social media rachel southard uh Bates. Um, Rafi, Karma Medic, Dr. Salini, I think that's his name. And there's so many med influencers right now that do really talk about, like, for example, the COVID-19 thing about the vaccinations. It was really interesting to see the medical perspective of it and how the vaccine actually works. And it does improve patient access to health information because they are at the forefront of the scientific discoveries alongside other PhD candidates and um, people who actually work in Pfizer, Johnson's and Johnson's. And it can provide direct information to a specific target audience, um, for example, the younger generation. And I think that is super important, especially now that social media is more prevalent. It does serve a greater purpose to like let's be fucking for real okay no one who's under 20 watches tv anymore and i feel like just scrolling on your phone scrolling on tiktok scrolling on instagram you'll always see a few doctors that advocate about the recent medical discoveries we talk about the nobel prize a lot and i think that having doctors on these kinds of social media definitely improves the engagement and discussion of younger generation in medical topics. Okay, the third thing about why it is appropriate is because it can help develop networking. Um, I'm definitely not at the point where 
I'm actually networking on like LinkedIn because that's for old people. But <laughs> but I think that having Instagram and having LinkedIn will definitely in the future set me up for um, publications, for example. I definitely want to publish in the future. I want to, you know, be more involved in research in biochemistry and wet lab stuff. And that's something I'm super interested in. And having Instagram, having more followers on whatever TikTok um, can actually set you up for success because you meet so many like-minded people that everyone knows someone. And you get to discuss cases and ideas with other people on the recent research development. And it is so amazing to have social media that can give us access to that. Okay, one reason why social media might not be appropriate is what we're all thinking. And it damages or ruins the professional image that the public has in the medical profession. And there's always going to be that argument that Doctors swearing, using profanities, uh, having sexual or intoxication images like drugs or alcohol, having negative comments on things that the medical profession usually did not stand for, it can definitely do some damage to the public's perception of the medical industry. And I completely agree with that. There is a certain level of professionalism that doctors have to adhere to especially with you know the GMC and as a doctor you're expected to have a lot more responsibility and a lot more accountability for your actions and I completely agree with that but a lot of it is just that the public expects us to be superhuman you know the public expects us to always be able to save the patients at whatever stage they're at and whatever progression their illness has and I think that honestly the public has such a skewed perception of the scientific advancements that there currently is. I feel like the more I knew about medicine the more I realized oh we really don't know shit (laughs) because for example People have said for years and years now that robots are going to take over our medical industry and that is just simply not the case. There definitely have been technological advancements in radiology and surgery but we are nowhere near the point that they're actually going to take our jobs and that is just a fact. Like robots cannot even read an ECG correctly. They cannot read a squiggly line and I just, it's just insane that the public has this high standard for doctors in particular. Honestly, they are just human and they know a fucking lot, okay? I have the utmost respect for doctors and the amount of work that they do. But the skewed perception of doctors, you know, they're not allowed to party, they're not allowed to drink, they're not allowed to have a work-life balance, It's just so removed from reality that no matter what doctors do, we cannot live up to that standard. And social media is an excellent way, if used well, (laughs) if used well, to kind of remove those stigmas and to remove those expectations of doctors. Honestly, having doctors on social media really helps with that. 
Okay, second reason why it might not be appropriate for doctors to have social media is because of confidentiality. And confidentiality is essentially when you maintain the patient's trust by not disclosing their information to anyone else. And that would be outside of your medical practice. Uh, for example, you know, your family members of the doctor or just the public. And I think that is my biggest fear <laughs> when being involved with social media is accidentally telling someone about a patient that I saw you know and it's so difficult as a doctor because you're immersed in a patient environment where there are so many vulnerable patients and so many cool cases to learn from suddenly you may find that you posted on social media about that cool case you just saw oh my god I delivered a baby today but there were complications and People could actually piece your puzzle pieces together. Uh, that patient was in their mid-30s and they had complications and the baby died. Mm, I know that person. And, you know, the doctor can be in such severe consequences just because of that one piece of information they gave out. And it's so important to not specify too much and also to be utmost careful of you know documents and paperwork that you might have on the patient okay another reason why it can be problematic if a doctor has social media is because it can be very unprofessional especially if a patient reaches out to you on social media um, privately dms you or comments on your videos or whatever and if they recognize you in real life and, you know, say something inappropriate that is not typical of a doctor-patient relationship. I've actually seen articles on this. Hold on. If a patient, this is on the GMC website. If a patient pursues a sexual or improper emotional relationship with you, you should treat them politely and considerately and try to re-establish a professional boundary. Basically, what that means is like you have to tell the patient this is inappropriate for a doctor-patient relationship. Um, if you continue to act this way or treat me this way, then I will not hesitate to terminate the relationship and refer you to another GP or another doctor. And then it continues to say, if trust has been broken down and you find it necessary to end the professional relationship, you must follow the guidance and blah, blah, blah. So I read about this in previously. You should always have everything in writing, in verbatim. Basically means that you should write exactly what the patient said. Because there is a problem if like legal things happen, if they um, come at you for why did you choose to terminate the relationship then you have these notes on hand and that's important to protect your medical license as such also another really interesting thing i saw on another website is how to cope if you feel attracted to a patient <laughs> and apparently this is to due to burnout this person writes as a psychologist i've treated many physicians whose burnout has manifested in attraction to a patient. And while there is no vaccination to prevent it, 
there is a protocol of care. That sounds so bizarre to me, but in a way, I kind of understand it. If you're feeling burnt out, you might find, subconsciously find a way to like end your medical practice. I'm so confused. I'm actually not quite sure um, if you have any ideas on what that actually meant. Uh, please send me a DM or like comment on my video on Medic Mornings because that is so crazy. How can attraction to a patient mean burnout? <laughs> I'm genuinely so confused. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, next is social media might not be appropriate because giving medical advice online is definitely something that is more likely to happen if you have social media in the first place. So, giving giving medical advice online is definitely not advised for a variety of reasons. First of which is it can be very vague and non-specific. So, like you don't actually know the patient. They could be giving their symptoms in a very vague way. For example, I have pain in my belly. You know, belly for patients could be anywhere from your ribs to the very bottom of your pelvis and it can be difficult to specify that without a physical examination. Also, it can also lead to legal issues. So you know how when a doctor gives incorrect advice, it can be seen as malpractice, which the patient can then sue the doctor for, and then the GMC would have to work that out aside lawyers and such it can be much more difficult for that to happen if it was online because different countries can have different regulations for that and being online is a bit more wishy-washy because you can't exactly pinpoint the doctor in person you don't have any contract with them you they have no obligation to you know show up to court so it can be difficult especially if it's an online forum and they don't have their license with them, they don't have their name or anything, then that's where it can get really difficult. Because of this, um, the GMC recommended that doctors should always identify by their own real name and this allows for accountability, especially on online forums. It can be a bit vicious on there, especially the student room. If you all remember Ecolier, Collier and um, Ganfide get a note from your doctor. They were literally like the student room saviors on the medical forums. But that's a discussion for another day. Anyways, those kind of doctors that advise pre-medical students, they might want to use their right to free expression so they can use a pseudonym. And there's always going to be a digital trace that can trace you back to your original source. So doctors should always be mindful of what they say online and how they present themselves. And yeah, could come back to bite you in the butt. But overall, I think that professionalism and social media has come a long way. Like previously, it was really frowned upon. But now that TikTok and Instagram have evolved into these short media content forms and it's become more normalized to see 
the day in the life of a doctor and see what actually happens. To summarize, I love what this generation of doctors have done. I love that doctors have fought this preconceived notion that medics cannot have both. Medics cannot have an excellent work-life balance and they cannot have a family, they cannot love, they cannot find happiness, they cannot find things and hobbies and extracurriculars outside of the workplace. And I love that our generation has normalized and redefined what work-life balance actually is and continue to fight these 80-hour work weeks, continue to appreciate what the previous generation have done and it's amazing and it's beautiful and I heavily appreciate this generation of doctors so much. Anyways, that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for coming and joining me on this episode of professionalism and social media. Let me know what you think on Instagram at Medic Mornings and hope to see you next time. Bye bye.